Welcome in, guys, to DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hi! Man, this is the first news episode we've had in a couple weeks, and there's still not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, pe- people have taken the holidays to heart already. They have. But, have, you know, be that I'm, as it may. My, I, I have an actual working theory for this. It's that executives, being the kind of the person who have earned the title executive in their life, are therefore two things. One, in charge of the news that we rely on to make these kind of episodes happen. And two, in charge mm. of their own life in the sense that they're doing their Christmas shopping now and not on the 23rd and 24th. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there is... There or at least they have an intern we... doing that shipping for them, whatever. Right. There, there is enough news to actually talk about it for a minute, and, and I just kind of wanted to go ahead and get into that so we don't have to... Like, last year on the MCU cast, man, they, they kind of took the, the, like the two or three weeks leading up to Christmas off, and... And when they came back, they had like a three-hour episode of just news. <laughs> just news. No, we're going to spread that out nice and long. Yeah, yeah. Piece of, so I, slice of butter on French bread, buddy. Yeah. Now, um, I just figured we, we'd kind of get into some, some easy stuff right now. Sure. Take it nice and slow. Did you know that Andy Warhol made a Batman movie? God damn it, Dave. How the fuck do you call that nice and slow? <laughs> In what possible universe is that? That's that's actually less striking than the first time someone told me that Salvador Dali had made a movie. I thought right. I was blown away then. And then, you know, actually go watch Unchien Andalu if you ever want to. It's a bizarre waste of 22 minutes of your life. But I've seen that movie. It's, it's strange. And some of the images will never leave you. No, some of them haven't. <laughs> I still wake up. I can't, I can't eat a boiled egg without thinking about some of those images. Right? Yeah. Every time um, I see a piano, world changes. <laughs> um, but Andy freaking Warhol, huh? Yeah, he was a big Batman fan. So back in 1964, he decided to make his own Batman movie. And uh, apparently this thing doesn't like fully exist anymore. Like, it what was, year was uh, it? 1964, it was roughly an hour. No, sorry, uh, roughly one hour of the film has been lost. Oh. So, um, so the film... <laughs> what they have is what they have is twenty minutes. Uh huh. And um, I mean, yeah, back in the I, day, like it, average runtime was you know eighty ninety minutes around that time. It didn't start mm-hmm. getting into two and a half two and a half three hour. Oh my god, I have to pee fests until very recently. Yeah, people had stronger bladders uh, back they then. I, they didn't I can't to, go like they didn't have to minutes. test them. Yeah, I guess so. I can't go twenty minutes. I'm like pause and arrow. I would like to see a chart of uh, increase in like sizes of drink versus increase in bathroom breaks, and just see if it's actually you know bladder strength that's increased, sheer willpower yeah. on the side of the moviegoer. Yeah, I mean, I don't even buy drinks when I go to the movies. So, well, you got to get the like small ones so you can you know put some. You got to have something to put the singles in. Nah, man, just going, <laughs> going straight, straight laced. <laughs> sure, straight edge. I want to soak up um, all of this terrible experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be able to coherently bash a film, you know. Um, so, yeah, the Andy Warhol movie, man. Like, it was uh, called Batman Dracula. And uh, the bad guy in the movie was Dracula, and the good guy in the movie was Batman. And apparently it's pretty... It's pretty. Uh, well, the article that I read called it campy and incredibly peculiar. <laughs> the script was written by Tyler Duncan and stars Jack Smith. Right. As Batman and Dracula. Oh, oh, both sides, huh? Yep. Of course. Yep. Uh, they also say uh, th- this movie is about Batman having to face an overwhelming evil villain that is associated with his own fear and himself. 
a classic thriller created by Andy Warhol who gave it a poetic justice about fear. Now, I tried to watch the 20 minutes that they have, and, and it looked like a whole lot of horse hockey, man. It looked crazy. <laughs> it was, like, black and white and kept kind of fading into, like, big pictures of faces. and It just looked real, real bad. And I don't... I, DC on screen, the title be damned, man. I don't think I can handle this one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And plus, I kind of feel like it's not even complete. Like, I, I'd actually, if, if I could watch the whole thing, I might actually sit down and try to bare knuckle through it. But I, can, I don't think I can. I think if there was the whole other hour, I might I might really try it one night. It might be a real, like, sit down, you know, get your get your loved ones near you for moral support. Um, mm-hmm. it, it would take some real planning. And some real fucking gut, I think, probably to get through an Andy Warhol film. But I think I'd try. Well, yeah. Damn, though. I think I would try if I had the if I actually had the option to look at all <laughs> look at all of it and actually see it in this in this entirety. But you know, I mean, only twenty minutes of that. I mean, you're looking at what do you say? It's a it was like an eighty minute runtime originally. Uh, it was yeah, it was about an hour hour and a, hour and hour and a half hour and twenty minutes something like that. Then. So. I mean, so you've got, you know, 20, 25% of the film at your disposal, and you're supposed to extrapolate from that tiny thing maybe what Andy Warhol was up to. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I, Andy Warhol is the kind of guy where if you have 99% of the data, I don't think you should try to extrapolate that other 1%. <laughs> Just leave that leave that to luck or whatever you do, but don't right. bet your scientific career on it. Oh, yeah. So there is a... Um... There's a Tumblr out there I want to talk about. You said you'd probably leave it by the wayside if we talked about it, but damn, it's actually pretty fun, man. It's it is someone is collecting all of the bat labels from the 1966 Batman series. Like you know, they they always had like the anti crime voice analyzer, bat computer, you know that kind of stuff. All right. you know these big these big larger than life labels on everything. Right. Including one on their television that said television. <laughs> right. In the bat cave. <laughs> What didn't the <laughs> didn't the phone actually say like bat phone? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it did. Actually. It's been a minute. Um, I, I mean, I mean, when you didn't like the the poles, they slid down. They, they said like Bruce Dick. Yep, like, it did. You, and like a little below that, there was a big sign that said like automatic automatic outfit changer or some something ridiculous. Right. I swear, um, like I've always thought that what happened was there someone like one of the stage managers in charge of blocking put up a bunch of signs. And no mm-hmm. one thought to actually tear them down before they started filming, and everyone thought, eh, fuck it, we'll use it. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Really? The only thing I'd come up with. Man, some of these labels are just ridiculous, and they're kind of just in the background, but this guy's collect, this person's collecting them. I don't know if it's a guy or not, but it's on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com forward slash bat labels. They got one, this uh, metallic confetti, assorted red, green. They got a sign that says super fast hardening plaster. A Oh man! Giant lighted lucite map of Gotham City. They have they have shark <laughs> repellent in the Bat Cave. <laughs> yeah, there's that is entrance to subterranean grotto. Nice <laughs> rare art map. I I would I'll tell That's you what though, actually I, on the rare art map. <laughs> <laughs> on inexplicably enough, a rare art map. I Truth I would control really bat tester. Here's something you could do to really like test. To just see who your real friends are. Like, just just take a bottle of whatever the hell like aerosol can you can find at the store. Rip the label off, put shark repellent on it, throw it up on your utility shelf, whatever it is that wherever you keep like miscellaneous cleaning mm-hmm. and and you know home supplies. Yeah. And every time you have a friend go in and be like, "Hey, where's you have paper towels?" blah blah blah, and just start laughing when they see that. That's a friend for life. That's a person you need yeah. to keep in your life. Yeah. 
Dude, they have a they have what appears to be a flip phone, and it says gossip phone. Oh god! These are all screenshots from the original from the old Adam West sixty six series. Uh-huh. It is ridiculous how uh, bat file. There's they actually have a rocket called getaway rocket. There's a sign on the rocket. <laughs> Just. <laughs> This is the kind of people where you go you go to an escape patch and it says escape patch and then right behind it, visibly behind it, escape pod, escape door, yep. escape lever. God, where was the one that I, I saw? There was one that I really, I saw it the other day. I've, I've been looking around at the site. I don't remember what it was called, but it was something ridiculous. It just cracked me up. If I can find it real quick, I probably won't be able to. But it was like one of the longest labels I've ever seen for anything and it was just ridiculous. Please pause while Dave finds a thing. God, Alfred bringing bringing the milk and I think that's milk <laughs> in like wine glasses or something. That's ridiculous. Um, this has become a mission for me. I'm sorry. I understand. <laughs> Priceless jeweled antique scorpion. <laughs> it's actually in the, on the box. That's not. It wasn't what it was. But oh, rare old books on the treasures of the Incas. <laughs> wow. This is a, a giant sign on a bookshelf. Rare old books on the treasures of the Incas. <sighs> ah, that's bad. But so wonderful. Really, made, it's been so long since I've seen the old Adam West series. I really want to go back and watch it. I understand. I really do. Anyway, on on to other things. Available on Blu-ray now. It is. It is available on Blu-ray. I I pitched that with absolutely no recourse to myself. Right. Right. Um, I stand so only remember... to lose money by knowing that there's Batman sixty six on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I go to Best Buy and walk past that end cap, it's it's $120 that I have to choose actively not to spend. It is. No, no. It's, Jason, it's, you have bills, man. You got like you got student loans still. You can't fucking get Batman 66. Yep. The bat will eventually win, though. I don't know. Maybe I can uh, hold him off till, you know, pay those off, for God's sake. <laughs> right. A man can try. Bruce would be proud of me if I was prudent with my money. Sure. Well, Batman would. Bruce Wayne would be like, what the hell are you doing, man? Buy a cocktail and a waitress. Scribble a note on a hotel receipt. (laughs) Buy the hotel. Do it on credit. (laughs) So, uh, do you ever remember an episode of Justice League Unlimited called This Little Piggy? Yep. It was glorious. Well, fans have been clamoring for Kevin Conroy. They've been begging him for years to, to release a full recording of Am I Blue? Oh, has it happened? And he finally did it. He oh, did it. Oh, thank you, thank you, Kevin. You can Am pop over I there and blue? pop over there and grab it from his website, realkevinconroy.com. He mm. does. He does a whole version of the of the song. God bless that man. <laughs> In the episode, he has to he has to sing at the behest of uh, the sorceress uh, Cersei. Uh, she wants. Well, she's turned Wonder Woman into a pig, and he's exchanging something mm-hmm. for uh, for Wonder Woman's sentience i guess well, um, it, she'll like wonder woman's still sentient she's just running around as a pig well they they didn't think that she was fully sentient but at the end of the episode she starts humming so she am i blue <laughs> so she actually was she she heard what batman did for her. right uh, who is it? there's somebody else in that scene that that actually gets to see it oh that's satana is it, is it, oh, okay yeah yeah satana yeah yeah she he does he goes through the, the first verse and and seriously like all right he yelled at his end of the bargain you know, I'm a I'm a person of my word or whatever. I forget what it was. I think he, she wanted to have like a it's it's something about a, a true moment or something like that. She wanted to have like a truly human moment. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, 
God, it's been forever since I've seen it, but uh, yeah, but she almost stops him. She almost stops him. She says he doesn't have to do it anymore. And Zatanna's like, oh, yeah, no, not on your life. He's he's finishing this song. <laughs> like, okay, I've got what I needed. Shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. I'm going to listen to the rest and of this it, song. It is great because like, he's up there singing. Like, they play it up like before the commercial break. Like, she's like, oh, I need something from you that you've never revealed to anyone. Something soul-shattering. Something, And then it cuts back and he's singing I Am Blue. Right. And it pans over and everyone in the place is like captivated. And Yeah, uh, he kills it. He fucking brings the house down. Like it, they're just no not a dry eye in the house. It, it No, including Zatanna and Cersei. Like they're, they're like sharing just, a just, just a handkerchief. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's 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 an unequivocally uh unequivocally silly moment in, in the annals of of the bat, but it's and, one of those that I wouldn't trade for nearly anything. Right. You get to the end of that, and I think he's asking Wonder Woman, like, do you remember anything from when you were a pig? She's like, no, no, it was really, uh, really all kind of a blur. And then she, like, walks off humming, my blue. Yeah, it's good. You just see him kind of, it's the scowl behind the one. cowl right there. Yeah, man. So, uh, there's a whole bunch of rumors. We're actually going to get into some some currently in production stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of rumors that Will Smith's going to be showing up in a Batman solo film as Deadshot. I, I haven't had a problem with that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's just not like confirmed or anything, but he is signed up for a multi, multi-picture deal. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Um, I'm good with that. Now, there. this is, this, this is Monday, um, the 14th, and... Man, I signed on to Facebook, and and number one on trending was this bat, this humongous Batman v Superman news. Uh, Chris White sent it my way as well, sent it our way, and uh, for a minute I was actually kind of upset. I was like, "This is super spoilery," and it was one of the spoilers <laughs> that like it seemed like one of the designers, like one of the I can't set designer or something, was like saying like. I'm not going to get in designer. Yeah, production designer. There you go. I'm not going to get into all the stuff he was said, suppo- supposedly said, because another site is claiming that's all a hoax. Like you right. can't find it anywhere. So I'm really hoping it's a hoax. But uh, the the general idea of it, just so you 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 know what I'm talking about, is they say that Doomsday is is only going to be in the second act of BBS, and uh, he's not the main villain. Now I suspect that is wholeheartedly true. They actually went into other details that I won't get into because it starts to really seem like something that I've had in my head for a minute. But yeah. well, I mean, if it's um, not true, it's not true. Uh, yeah, I remember when we had Matt on, we were talking about there's there's the possibility that it's not as spoiler as we thought it was, the trailer itself, that mm-hmm. this really was a trailer for a movie that you don't know anything about yet. Mm-hmm. Now, it was hard to believe because it feels like when you watch that trailer, it's like a mini movie. It's It's... It's like the elevator pitch for what would happen if you let, you know, one of our fanboy asses say what we wanted to do with the movie kind of thing. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to have Superman and Batman. One, one. But there was always that possibility that it was really just not enough information. Because total, total for the entire film is probably going to be like a two and a half hour film, maybe some change. We've seen five minutes, maybe six. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we've seen a pittance. So there was the chance that we really were just being that far misled, and it, it opened up this whole world of possibilities as, as far as, okay, well, that could be an extremely clever mislead where we get there and we you know can't even wrench ourselves out of the seats when we're done watching this film because it was just so well thought out and we had completely different expectations and, oh, my God, you nailed it. But there was also the mm-hmm. chance that we were going to get in there and then it was going to be a bunch of weird twists that didn't really make sense and felt kind of forced. And by the end of it, it was going to be such a weird, twisty, like, melange of strange ideas that we kind of wished the trailer was the real movie. 
Yeah, it, there's there's a real fear for me that <laughs> I don't know. This damn trailer is just a is just a prelude, and the movie itself is going to be like a damn Thanksgiving turkey at Mike and Molly's house. You know what I mean? It's just going to be so stuffed. <laughs> Just, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> just anyone I, I don't at know, Mike like, and Molly's house on Thanksgiving, just plain stuffed. Just stuffed. It's, oh, I don't know. Like there's certain things I, I I know for certain are gonna be in this movie that Jason doesn't know are gonna be in this movie because I accidentally saw some stuff. But right, um, and I so um, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm trying to stay away from that. But no, Dave is Dave is kind enough to fall on the sword on me for that. Uh, when uh, and I try to do this for you when I when I run across something that you haven't seen, but you know I I just want to go watch the movie. I'd be okay if there was zero news between now and March. Yeah, I would too. That would not hurt my feelings too, one bit. I don't need to know anything. I don't need to have set picks. I don't need to have any of the like designer <laughs> for this coming up behind it. I just want to go watch the film. But yeah, the, like so and I'm be disappointed am, in my own right. Yeah, I'm. I'm Which, really hoping that's not going to happen. It's funny, because I kind of I watched the trailer a few more times, because we had our big trailer review, our second trailer review, and uh, I watched it a few more times. I showed some folks. Uh, like I showed my mom. She's a big Batman fan. Got me into it. The woman that in the introduced day. you. Yeah. Um, We're all forever and she, thankful. You know, I, I was like, well, duh, you know, Doomsday looks like shit. And she was like, no, he doesn't. He, I mean, he does, but he doesn't look as bad as you know the Hulk did in the Avengers, which kind of took me back a little bit, you know. Uh, she might have a point. I'm not even sure anymore. Like it's gotten to the point where I don't know anymore how I feel about these <laughs> things. It really has. But you know, importantly though, I did some soul searching on the Batman idea. I thought, Dave, what? Because I, I, you know, I was I complained a lot about the the Batman flinching and the saucer-eyed Batman, and then I kind of thought, well, what's your what's your favorite Batman? And of course, I didn't even have to think about it. It's a Batman animated series. Yeah. Done. And I mean, he gets saucer-eyed in that plenty of times. Oh my God, Jim, no, uh, yeah, Harvey, no. And you know, I've seen him flinch and put oh. his hand up. So I mean, what they am I gonna did, do? Am uh, I gonna like you know? They even did poor cliffhangers in uh, in the episode "The Man Who Killed Batman." Fantastic, mm-hmm. like top ten of that series episode. Yeah, and yeah. So maybe I'm right as he's about to go off the edge, and what is obviously like an Act One cliffhanger, he gets saucer-eyed. Yeah, and you know, I, so I've I've kind of jumped back on on that a little bit and said, well, maybe I was being too harsh on the Batman. Maybe I was being too harsh on Affleck and Snyder. So um, I, I'm I'm still a little I'm still hopeful. There's a flicker of hope. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, I'm, that's I'm a lot for you back. some days. That is though. I'm I'm pulling back. I am. Uh, and you know, even if the CGI doesn't look the best it could, why am I comp- what am I complaining about? Honestly, I mean. My favorite iteration of this character is from a cartoon. Right. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> what do you really care worst about? Case scenario, worst case scenario, I just sat down and watched another cartoon. Right. <laughs> and I'm the guy that thinks that Batman Mask of the Phantasm was the best Batman movie that's ever been made. So far, it's I can't prove you wrong the, on that. In the theater. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's I, what we I, know. I, I can speak volumes about why The Dark Knight, short of the rest of that trilogy, was a really good film but um mm-hmm. we've done that we've also pointed out it has serious flaws but eh, i don't know if i've delved so deeply into mask of the phantasm that i could um I, you know what's sad i'm just not sure it actually has that many flaws it's actually a pretty tightly written little film <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of pretty straightforward uh pretty good fucking tale well you know in reference to you know whether batman flinches or whether he doubles down is he a bat god is he more you know this is really hard to, is he campier it's really hard to 
really say that there is a definitive version of the character that you have to stand by because he's been around for like seventy six years. Yeah, it's so, okay to have things that you love about the character, but it's I I do the all right, I I'm, I don't want to go full Grant Morrison and be like, well, there are many many iterations, and I I don't want to well, go. But he's all right that though. Way. He's right. But I will think of it like it, I want to pull back just a little bit and think of it like this. It, you know, the people in your life that you love the most. The, the people that you would mm-hmm. literally die for, there's still things mm-hmm. about them you don't like. Right. That you would change if you had the chance. Mm-hmm. It, it, no one's perfect. And no iteration right. of any character is ever going to be perfect. But it can still be enough that I'll love the fuck out of it. Right. I'm just, I'm a little afraid that I'm becoming that asshole who is just uh, digging deep into one aspect of the character, one version of the character, and don't I don't want to let go of that. And because I do, I like, I'll sit here. It, does, it seems hypocritical that we sit here and like squeed for an hour and a half over Batman, <laughs> the brave and the bold. And you know, such a campy then, ass, like, yeah. And then we're going to, you know, bitch about Batman and the new Batman trailer. We haven't even seen much of it. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm willing to give it up, but the one thing I'm willing to pull back on that and say, well, it might be a different take, but it's definitely going to be a slightly different take at the very least than I've seen before. So, and so far he looks great. Let me put it part. this way. Like if they didn't do at least a slightly different take, I'd be a little disappointed. I mean, well, yeah, sure. I agree with like you know Brandon Davis's comment about no one gives a fuck about your artistic vision. Okay, that I agree. Mm-hmm. But you you do you have to like to to be given a character like Batman, you have to be willing to put yourself out there, take the character, respect everything you've been given, and try something new. Mm-hmm. That's that's the important thing. Otherwise, you're just regurgitating a bunch of crap you, you saw before. And come on. It, it, yeah. it may not always be something we like, but you got to respect that someone tried, even with a character that we just fucking adore to this point, you know? Yeah, and, you know, uh, I want to stand by what Grant Morrison said. Like, there are many different takes of the character, and they're all valid. I can't, because the Chris Nolan trilogy exists. <laughs> I, like I, said, I, I think that's fair. slightly from they're all valid. There are people that I really do think don't yeah. get it. Like, don't get some of the point. And I sincerely again, believe it's, that it's, Christopher Nolan is one of those who do not get it. It, I mean, it. Granted, it's don't get it from my perspective. It's, it's very, it's syllogistic. It's, it's what it is. That's always how it's going to be. It's you're always talking about your perception versus everybody else's. Go look up Berkeley if you want some freaking philosophy to deal with. But you, it's always going to be your version of reality versus anybody else's, and you have to accept other people's sure. versions. And but and you know, there I'm, are I'm times trying, where it I'm stretches trying. so hard where you're like, you know what, Nolan, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, buddy, doesn't work. And Goyer, you can blow myself too. I don't, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, I can I can accept the fact that there are people out there whose version of Batman clearly Goyer is one of these people. Right. Um. And and Nolan's one of these people. Like there there are people out there whose version of Batman is just Bruce Wayne who's reluctantly being the Batman most of the time, trying to find a one find an out. On the other hand, I can hate Dark Knight Rises because it's a shitty movie. Right. Beyond anything with Batman being Batman or how long he took off or anything else, the pl- there's plot holes. There, there's there are real problems with it's, that movie. It's a film that is not a good film. Period. And then there's and all kinds of I, Batman problems we can come up with on top of it. So at the end of the day, that's where I'm sincerely, sincerely worried for Batman v Superman. But I am trying to remain hopeful. So I know we've we've been uh, accused on this show of being too negative in the past. So which I'm I, sure this was is, right. Th- but yeah, but this is. Keep in mind, this is this is like this is almost catharsis for me. This is just me working through shit on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs> but I thought we could all work through it together, right? Right. So, <laughs> so I know there's a lot of you people out there who are as messed up as me, right? Um, 
<laughs> that that part's just invariably true. That this God, it's it's not. It's the one version of this uh, line where I uh, I really appreciate it. It's the goddamn Batman. He means mm-hmm. something. I mean, this is a 76 year old character now. Yeah, and he's changed over and over and over again. But you know, that's three to four generations worth of people that have all you know bought this product and cared about this character, whatever version it was. And yeah, you know, if it was, if you're like a, a young fan, if you're probably late teens, I want to bet. Um, and you're talking to like a. I want to say early 50s, maybe uh, early 50s, mid 50s grandfather. You probably have two different mm-hmm. versions of Batman in, when, like, in your head when you're talking about him completely. But I bet you both love him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess moving on to some other stuff, but still kind of in the same vein. Uh, Stephen Amell like, split the internet in two the other day. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. Actually, he just got a huge backlash, really. I mean, there were people who stood up for him, but... <laughs> Um, someone asked him who would win in a fight, him or, or, uh, Batman or Green Arrow. And Amel said, me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wasn't mad at him, even though I think Batman would totally beat Green Arrow, because I don't think... No, did he mean that... me or Green Arrow? Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I thought. I just thought, like, is he talking about Green Arrow, or is he saying that he would just win because whoever won, it would be an awesome fight? Like, <laughs> like just the fact that he got to see it. Oh, hadn't thought about that. That would be absolutely true. Yeah, if if you just bought that ticket, as soon as you sit down and the match begins, you've already won. It doesn't matter what happens afterwards. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I'm not interested in raking the guy over the coals for, you know, for anything, really. So, moving on, but that's the thing that happened. I mean, shit, from what I thought I'd seen, it was, um, I didn't look closely at that headline, but I, I thought he had just said that he thought Green Arrow would win. No, he just said me. Just plain me. From what I know. From what I understand. Yeah. Well, then we get into all kinds of the other questions. Like, do you mean me as Green Arrow? Do you mean me, me? Do you mean Green Arrow, Green Arrow? Which? Hey, man. You know, whatever. It's open to interpretation, I guess. Yeah, and that's how you get the internet to fucking, you know, eat you alive, is leave something open to interpretation. Yeah, well, I'm starting to think that's the only way you can actually really become famous anymore it's just say just say a bunch of shit out of context and and the internet will blow up around you well you already mentioned andy warhol right he's kind of og so, as far as just <clears throat> saying some shit see what happens yeah i tell you this though so, um, i stand by Stephen amell no matter what his answer was i do too he's earned that much agree from with him i don't agree with him probably most likely <laughs> i put it this way I, I may not completely agree with him and i'm i'm beyond certainty that he has no idea who i am but i stand with him anyway <laughs> I've been way, watching way too much Evil Dead shit because the first thing that I thought of was just the dude going, "I'll bend my bow to your wheel, sir." From <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> that was a line Peter Jackson wishes he had. Right, mm-hmm. it's a great line. Oh. All right, let's get into some some rumors. We talked about this actually, and if this happens, we called it. Mm-hmm. Or Jason specifically called it. A whole bunch of headlines in the last couple of days about Felicity might be Oracle. Now, I mean, if you didn't see the last episode of Arrow, you know, just plug your ears or something. Go cry into a coffee can. Because... Like, most podcatchers will save your place. Go back. Do all that. Right. Right. We'll, we'll we're see gonna talk about this for when a you get back or whenever that happens. Last episode of Arrow, spoilers. Felicity gets this... Uh, well, just riddled with holes, it looks like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and not in the normal Stephen Amell way. <clears throat> so uh, everybody's like, yeah, not in the normal Stephen Amell gets riddled with holes, and five minutes later he's you know shoving 
I don't know, a piece of gauze in a hole and running out onto a balcony somewhere. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, No problem. Yeah. And we're talking about like blood coming up out of the mouth, passed out, looks like she's dead already kind of shit. Right. Like, I think the shock had already set in kind of thing. It looked bad for uh, for Mrs. Mrs. Smoke. No, Miss Smoke. That is leading, yeah, that's leading a lot of, uh, well, a lot of the clickbait people to to sit around and put up uh, headlines that you might be misconstruing as actual news. But so insofar as as we're concerned, it's just rumor, but it is a possibility, Mm -hmm. especially with her getting shot the way she did. Maybe she's paralyzed. Maybe she winds up in a wheelchair. Maybe, in fact, she goes on to become Oracle. It's at least possible. It is at least possible. It's looking more and more possible. I'm honestly best case scenario for me is uh, she says that she would be okay with being called Oracle, but some but the name has already been taken. Or if she does become Oracle, that uh, there used to be a hacker named Oracle, which would allude to the fact that Barbara Gordon was at one point Oracle, but is now Batgirl again, right. like it is in the comics. At that point, you don't have I'd to be mention okay with Gotham, you don't have to mention anything. You can just say there was a hacker, in the sense that she used to have a hacker pseudonym as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can just say that that used to be a thing, move on with your day. And, now, and- the producers have said that, they're, they are, that it has crossed their minds. It's crossed all their minds. That how could it not? Felicity could be Oracle. Well, I mean, you say that. You say that. Like, how could you not? But I need that kind of assurance from, from the producers. The fact that they actually do just have, like, the brains to do that. To say, like, oh, yeah. Because so much, so often you, we see Arrow and you're like, how, you, some of you guys don't, you don't, <laughs> there's something wrong. I don't even know what to I'm say, sure but there's something wrong. you the character you're writing right now. Right. <laughs> And then you, know, you present your, your, your yeah. issue. You present your issue and say, "Well, look, here's their problem. Like the comics, they did this, and I understand you got to be different from the comics. But you know, what are we? What are we going to do about this? This isn't really the character that you 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 promised us." And then they go off in their little diatribe. Well, this is a prequel, and it's not quite you know that character yet. And you know, we have that whole. There are a lot out, of ways. In what does it go? That old chestnut. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, um, with Oracle, it, my thinking was you know, she's already acting as Oracle. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing that mm-hmm. that I was focusing on. It she's she's already doing the job, and and they've already mentioned that she needs a code name. So for me, that's just the most obvious thing. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that they had ever thought about it. Completely missed this piece of news from like a year ago and some change. Mm-hmm. But episode three hundred five that eventually became the uh, secret origin of Felicity Smoke. Originally in pre-production, mm-hmm. that was actually titled Oracle. Yep. They changed it. But apparently, as of at least a year ago and some, well, you know, at least a year and three months, uh, you know, up to and including whenever, it's at least been on their mind that, yeah, man, this this character's basically acting like, uh, you know, paralyzed by Barbara Gordon. Oh, you know, what would, have been, what would have been badass is if on that show, on that episode, instead of having like the hacker boyfriend, what they did is they, or maybe she still had the hacker boyfriend. But she was so good that maybe she had like a, a a roommate, and the roommate had red hair and was named Babs, and offered the name Oracle to her. Like, oh man, you should be called like your hacker name should be called or should be Oracle or something. Mm-hmm. That would have been badass. That would have made me very happy. It also would have been. Didn't have to say it was Gordon. Like this was pre. What, what was it now? Like we're <laughs> we're only three weeks into the. Who knows what could happen? Uh, Post Diane yeah. Nelson gaining a. a a flicker of sense um, era. Or a flipper of sense. <laughs> right, Christopher White? 
What up, buddy? Flipper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to. I I really did when we talked about like the uh, the rumors and the the prank, well, possible prank, possibly hoax, whatever. I wanted to uh-huh. pitch in at for for a second and be like, and this is our uh, bat wieners and flipper hand section. Oh man, yeah. It, it, at least retroactively is that segment of the show here. Yeah, there. Uh, but when they were doing Arrow, that's just then, too hard to explain to a general person who doesn't know what's going on. But well, Christopher know. White's one of our our friends and and fans of the show, and he he really wants us to just whenever we have a segment where we just rattle about random things or really stupid things in the news, he wants us to call it the flippers and bat wiener section, and that's from a few episodes back. But yeah, and the um, you know, we 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 kind of almost. <laughs> uh, Almost rotely refused to name a segment because that would that would be way too much <laughs> guidance and discipline for us to actually uphold. But in spirit, that's pretty much what these sections are. Anytime we start rattling no. off at any point, just think bat wiener. Yeah, flippers and bat wieners. Flipper hands and bat wieners. <laughs> yeah. Or just you, you know, th- you... in short, fuck you, Michael Shannon. Right. You can thank Michael Shannon for the for the flipper hands. You can thank sadly me for bat wieners. I think. <laughs> I think um, I'm pretty sure that was. I I I don't recall. Pretty damn sure that's your fault. <laughs> you wouldn't lay claim to it anyway. <laughs> I would like to walk as far away from Batwiener as possible. <laughs> wouldn't we all? Right. But, but the, some, the, some men carry the scars of their sins, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to haunt you in a few years. You'll you'll understand why then. Um, the, the arrow scene, though, that would have been, if they had brought up a Babs, actually had one on screen in particular. That would have been way too far, way too close. Fan wank, you say? Yeah, well, they they wouldn't have thought like at the time the the line they were towing was well we can't you know have the character here and can't have it there because it's oversaturation. I don't disagree with the philosophy outright. I just thought that the line that they <laughs> were holding was way too close. Yeah, like in particular, you know, you couldn't have the Joker here. You know, we had this amazing um, uh, God. I've already forgotten uh, who was playing Jerome. Do you remember the name? Oh, um, I'll, I'll think of it. Oh. How quick we forget. Cameron Monaghan. Thank you. Good job. Um, Look, man, we got five different shows and a number of movies coming up, and I'm supposed to remember all these damn names, and most of them are names I can't pronounce. Give right. me a break. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got it there, and I'm going to stop to appreciate it. But, dude, Jerome was an amazing character, and but they could never call him the Joker. You know, I, but that was pre. Yeah. That was before this time. I, I, I almost think that the response from him was part of what opened up the door to... Like, people, you know, I know we're a little bit on the fence. I, I'd call myself about 67% on board with Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. One third of me is just really frightened, and the other two thirds are like, man, this is, I haven't seen this take before, let's fucking do it. And mm-hmm. I almost want to say that, like, surely the response, I mean, there's, there are millions of people that are watching Gotham. This is millions, mm-hmm. four to five million regular peaks at six and mm-hmm. seven that are watching the show and you know there were six and a half ish or so that were watching during the joker episodes and were really digging him so to to say like oh we're gonna oversaturate the character no these are the same times you're releasing like pictures of jared leto's joker on empire magazine and yeah. and doing like deep cut stories about him behind the uh behind the scenes and everything we weren't oversaturated I, i'm still listening to audiobooks like while i'm at work about you know no man's land or some shit there wasn't a point yeah. of oversaturation. I mean, I realize hell, it's man, a special I think, case, but come on, we're we're dealing with this community. You know, a few weeks ago they were talking about that Flash Supergirl crossover. I think they do need to do that. I think I think we need John Wesley Ship over on Gotham playing Henry Allen, the the 
police, the cop from right. the the Barry's fa- cop father from the the nineties Flash series. I you know let's do uh, let's throw Ben McKenzie over on the Flash as a <laughs> or on Arrow as a as a grizzled uh, a grizzled ambiguously older Jim Gordon who's right. commissioner now and talking to Captain Lance and let's oh, do all of that. Let's just do all of that. I'd love to yeah, watch I know we've got the doll maker, a couple up. different versions of the doll maker. Just and imagine all, him cares? being aged up and like talking to to fucking Joe and Quentin about what well, he, he did when he had a vigilante in his town. Well, like I think it was a couple of years ago, last Halloween or not, not last Halloween, but the year before that, he actually went to a Christmas uh, a Christmas party, a Halloween party as old Commissioner Gordon, and he had like the white mustache and the white wig and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> I believe that was the same year that. Uh, that Sean Pertwee just went went as his dad as on, number as three, the third Doctor on Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is part of why I, um, like, this is part of why I enjoy doing this show so much. Is it? Don't get me wrong, man. We obviously have problems with episodes here and there, and, and yeah, damn it, some of the actors doing this shit absolutely adore what they're doing, and that is hard not to feed off of. Yeah, like I um I'm. I got my name put on a waiting list a few years ago, and and they finally let me in, and and now I'm part of this uh, Doctor Who user, uh, Doctor Who viewer survey thing. Hmm, cool. And uh, I review every episode, and and they ask me what I thought of it, and give me all these questions. It takes me about fifteen twenty minutes, and uh, the the Doctor Who season series nine just ended uh, last week, I guess. And um, I went ahead and took the survey, and they asked me a whole bunch of new questions that I'd never seen before about what I thought of the series overall and what I would like to see. They specifically asked me what I would like to see in series 10. And one of the things I was like, Sean Pertwee is the third doctor. Do like a two, the two doctors story. <laughs> He's already said he'll do it. He's already said he'll play his dad. Did you not notice the internet blow up this when he did it? This is a done deal. Please do that. Moffitt, Bring back Susan and Jenny. I will Jenny. find you his phone number. <laughs> It'll probably be a few misdemeanors for me to find you Sean Pertwee's phone number, but I'll fucking do it. Right. Like, you know what? I, I love him as Alfred on Gotham, but I can do without a couple of episodes so he can go play the Doctor. Yeah, we do without Let's him a couple episodes every now and then anyway. Yeah. You'll just be watching the season all happy with Tiny Bat, and, you know, he'll just be gone for one episode, and hopefully you didn't notice because the other the rest of the episode was so good, but it's they are. They're, it's it's the, the name of the show is an entire city, so when it kind of bounces around, it... Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Oh man. Um, should we get on with news? <laughs> Probably. At some point, right. I just forget um, we're doing a news episode. I know it's okay. This this is we're getting pretty close to Christmas, man. Let's you know we're we're edging into uh, into semi retirement for the rest of the year. So not really. We'll we'll still be back all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna let you guys rest. I mean, it's <laughs> there's not a, a lot of news, but forgive me. Sweet Christmas. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh man, going to the competition. Damn straight I am. There there ain't no competition Alluding. in my heart, man. Alluding. Ain't no competition in my heart, man. I love Marvel as much as I love DC. Right. Not as much as I love Batman. That, that's actually not true. I do slightly like DC's products more. Man, I go back and forth, but it depends on what it is. Like mm. I I would I would put it that way. I if you made me pick one versus the other, I would choose DC. But, you know, on any given point, on any given kind of character, like, all right, Deathstroke, for instance. Come on, Deadpool's, Deadpool's mm-hmm. a lot more fun. <laughs> He's just Deadpool is a lot more a fun. A whole yes. fucking lot more fun. He is a whole lot more fun. You know what, what I think DC has over Marvel, and this is usually, the, this usually backwards. This, people always say, like, the reason Marvel is better than DC is because their characters are relatable. 
you know, their, their characters worry about shit that you worry about. Uh, they're real people and the DC characters aren't, they're, they're, they're gods. They are, they, they're kind of like the modern interpretation of the Greek gods and whatnot. And, and, and Marvel, they have an like relatable characters. Yeah. And like the barely an interpretation, but the Marvel guys, like they're relatable. You can relate to them. Like, Oh man, they, they have real problems, the problems that you have, but they just happen to have superpowers. But in a lot of ways, I feel like that is why DC is better. Like, I don't want to read a story about a superhero worrying about how to pay his rent. I really don't. Like, like I don't want. There are people who love and hate Sp- Spider Man, and I swear that's the difference. Like there are people that really like to hear about this kid with his very daily troubles and how he has this whole other life, and there are there are people that just really want to hear about the whole other life. And dude, fuck your like two hundred dollars a month. But you know, at the same time, that is the exact kind of pitch that I would use for something like Superman. Like everyone's like, yeah, he is. That that is exactly the thing I would do with Superman. Everyone says, like, Superman is such a boring character because you can't hurt him. Yeah, well, what if he's homeless? Right. You know, what What if, you know, he's, like, right now in the comics, he's not Clark Kent anymore because Lois outed him. Right. Um, spoiler, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird in the comics recently. I'm having it is. real it is. trouble assimilating but, you know, it I, into my previous knowledge. I don't know, like, it, even before, though, even before they, they went to this Nude 52, like, Clark and Lois were married and they live in this, like, apartment in uh in metropolis and i'm just thinking you know metropolis has to be an expensive place and i guess they're both pulitzer winners or whatever but Mm -hmm. they probably make enough money but would it be more interesting if like we actually did dive into the fact that they were newspaper people and the medium is dying and they don't have that kind of money they they're you know uh barely surviving and lois has to worry about actually becoming like a like one of these sleazy journalists on the internet who write you know headlines like you know batman v superman doomsday not in not in third act or something yeah (laughs) and that's real shit i mean i i know a guy who just got laid off from like a major city newspaper for no good reason i mean it it had nothing to do with his quality of work they just couldn't support him anymore he was damn good at what he did they just plain didn't have money to give him anymore and now he's kind of like he's working for like a website and it's clearly he's clearly better than what he's doing right now it is. It's right. a dying medium. Or, I'd know, love to see Clark Kent, and in particular, I'd love to see Lois Lane have to do that. Yeah. Right. Perry White know, got, having uh, to, like, tearfully lay these people off. Which, you know, it is... I mean, let's be honest. If anything ever Somebody happened Somebody telling Jimmy Olsen, anybody actually... with a phone can do what you do now, man. I'm sorry, I can't pay you anymore. Yeah, I mean, but hey, in reality, in reality, all that would happen is, like, you know, Bruce Wayne would, like, buy the freaking Daily Planet and would set them up to go more internet based and they'd ha- still have their jobs. We understand oh, that'd that. Be a but you know, really fun tweak though. Like the daily be. planet basically has to shut down. Are they, they, they kind of polarize in the sense that mm-hmm. Perry white has the realization that he's going to lay off. He's going to have to lay off like a lot of like 30% of his crew and mm-hmm. out of, uh, just pure anger, like just self-righteous anger. That thirty percent becomes fifty percent because all these other people just jump on board anyway. And like Perry himself, mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. Fuck these people. We've worked for them for how long? We can do better. And then their yeah. their angel is is Wayne Enterprises. It comes along and says, well, we need this. Starts up this entire new website, which mm-hmm. obviously Cat Grant is already the um, the leading mogul of that particular form of media. So now they have to compete with her again. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, 
But yeah, a lot of the Marvel methods of, of characterization I would totally put onto a couple of the DC characters just because they are so boring, like Superman. Like, I like Superman. I love Superman for different reasons, but I, I don't want to read a book. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't want to see a whole series based around him because like, it does. It gets tedious because they don't put enough relevancy in, inside of him, but something like There are people Batman, that are... Uh, there really are. There are he people needs to be as far away from relevant as you can get. Right. I agree. Uh, the The more humanized you make Batman, and in, in a lot of ways, it, it's completely paradoxical. Paradoxical, I know, because the more human you make him, the less interesting he is as a character in some ways. And yet, he's the mm-hmm. human among gods that we so much relate with. Mm-hmm. He's he. Let's see, that's the he is though. He's the he's the absolute zenith of what humans could be, and uh, that part's important to me as a character. But I am, you know, that's why I'm really excited about the Flash, though, because I've always seen that part, the the Spider Man part of the Flash. Yeah. In that comic, but you've never seen the like the, the Flash has never been that big. But the TV show, like he's actually getting there, doing going to go to a Flash movie, right? Like Flash might be the next Spider Man in like, well 10, 15 be. years. In ten fifteen years, like the Flash could be the DC the DC guy. I mean, Superman and Batman are the big like the big wigs over at DC. Yeah, but in ten fifteen years, it could be the Flash. Like Spider Man and Wolverine have been like the big mainstays of Marvel. And they're the big sellers. <laughs> you attach their name to it, 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 it sells, period. Yeah. And, you know, now they don't have Wolverine in their in their uh, roster on the movies, so they've killed his, his character in the comics, and he ain't coming back, it looks like. <laughs> and, I mean, they I guess they've got Spider-Man back, so they're back to pimping him again. Right. <laughs> and he's not Dr. O anymore? He's what? He's he's not Doctor Octopus anymore. I'm I'm confused. No, no, no. Peter Parker came back a while ago. Yeah. Peter Parker came back, and there's also this kid named Miles Morales. And uh, oh, um, I, I, I think they're coexisting at this point. Yeah, isn't he? Um, I I'm trying to remember. Is it, did did they recently write like an actual like a a Black Spider Man? Yeah, that was that's well, my, he was. Isn't that Miles? I, I yeah, that's Miles. Okay. Everyone, well, he's. Black and Hispanic. Everyone's calling him a Blacksican Spider-Man. Oh, I don't God. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Of course. Why well, ruin it? Sorry. Wait, like, sorry. You Thank had... you. Sorry. No, no, no. Thank you, Internet, for ripping off Scrubs. Right. Um, but yeah. There's a damn, I don't know. There's a, a, an actual like minority Spider-Man that, uh, from what I, uh, obviously I'm behind, but the reports I've been hearing, he seems to be killing it. Like, it seems to be a pretty cool character. Yeah, there was a lot of vitriol over the fact that Miles Morales was not going to be the Spider-Man in the new Marvel stuff. Like they're like, "Oh, they're going to rebeat him. He's got to be Miles Morales." And That's it's gotta where be, it was. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it's got to be uh, D- Donald uh, Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, would have been fantastic. It would have been fantastic, and it still could be fantastic. I'm, I'm just saying, before you get to Miles Morales, you need to get to Peter Parker. Let's do Peter Parker just for once. <laughs> Let's do Peter Parker right, just once, or not even right. It doesn't even have to be right. Let's do it well. Right. Well, uh, James Garfield was pretty. Yeah, he was right. He was, the stuff around he, him wasn't necessarily right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, I'm actually pretty disappointed. I can't remember who they went with, but I was, I'm actually kind of disappointed they didn't go with that kid from um, <laughs> whatever Ender's Game. Uh, Asa Butterfield. I, yeah, I'm I kind thought of they were going to go with him go for him. forever. I really did. Yeah, like he looked like the the classic like. Uh, John Romita Sr., Steve Ditko, Peter Parker drawings. He did. He looked perfect. Anyway, but this is this is DC on screen. <laughs> and you know, I my last comment then. Um, I that's okay. I didn't I didn't understand because the Ender's Game kid looked 
really Peter Parker-y for a second. And then uh-huh. uh, there are actually a couple of clips of the kid they actually cast as uh, Spider-Man doing like backflips off his porch and stuff. And I thought, okay, all right, mm-hmm. gotcha. So you can put this kid in the actual outfit and he's going to do some of the stunts himself. All right, mm-hmm. done deal. That being said, even going over to DC on screen and continuing even the same topic, like Jaime Reyes, I would love to see a Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. Love yeah, to. Especially yeah. the character himself yeah. is more, it, it's actually a more powerful character by a very long shot than Ted Cord ever was. I mean, in a fight, this is a done deal. Uh, well, you know. Well, it was, to the it was extent, a but, different kind of thing, though. Like, Jaime Reyes, like, Jaime, they... He the beetle actually worked for him. The beetle yeah. never worked for Ted. No, he had to like extrapolate ideas from the idea of the beetle and mm-hmm. and take certain parts of technology that he could he could glean off of the like barrage of fucking tests he would do on this thing. But no, Jaime mm-hmm. just jumped on his back and was like, "What you want?" Yeah, um, he was a lot of fun though. I mean, I I got to imagine as an illustrator, it was kind of like uh, when you were handed Kyle Rayner kind of thing. Like, well, this kid's actually a graphic illustrator in his own right. So um, anything you can imagine, this kid would imagine too. Go crazy. Yeah, you know what? I would I would love to just uh, go up to DC to Warner Brother Animation and just be like, "Hey, we're doing this movie. <laughs> Who are you? Don't worry about that. We're doing this movie. <laughs> Some multiverse we'll epic. <laughs> Some multiverse epic. It's uh, Blue Beetle uh, teaming up with Batman from Batman Beyond." Mm. At that point, Bruce Tim just drops his head and goes, and you want Bo- Will Friedle to voice both of them, don't you? And I'm like, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> just hangs his head. Okay, let me call Jeff, see if it's okay. You don't have a plot, do you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, let's let's get on to some Flash news. We have news? Um, Holy shit. We do. <laughs> <sighs> So I figured this was—I figured this was going to be the case. I, I think I did talk about that over on the Flash, uh, the Flash podcast mm-hmm. we did. Um, Andrew Kreisberg, though, is saying uh, Velocity Six. It is safe to say that there will be a few more iterations of that formula because it was Velocity Nine in the comics, right. by the way. Just you know, FYI. I can't remember though. Is Velocity um, Nine actually the same thing as the the formula that like the the Liberty team used? No. They are no, entirely velocity, separate entities, right? They are, but they serve the same purpose, essentially. Right. They both got them quick, but yeah. they were so, um, separate derivations. It's not like the you know vocal representation of that formula. We're not talking like an mm-hmm. empirical formula here. Well, the, the first one was just the speed formula. Okay. No, just call it something cool like Velocity 6. Get on with it. Um, <laughs> That's cool. I just, I, <laughs> no reason to have two different versions. But, just uh, wanted to make sure yeah, I had says, the canon right in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, he says, it's safe to say there will be a few more iterations of the formula, how it plays out and how it works and who uses it and the effects that it has. That's something you'll have to watch. And I most certainly will, Mr. Kreisberg. I most certainly will. I, I like, I would also, love to have a direct line to Tom Kavanaugh's agent mm-hmm. so I could guess whether he was going to be in season three of the flash, because that would give me some hints about who's taking which iteration of the formula. Cause if philosophy <laughs> nine ends up being in Harry's blood, uh, Especially in a world where he's already lost Jesse Quick, who the fuck knows what happens? Mm-hmm. Well, there there might be some some entertain uh, bleh, some entertainment. What the hell? Am I, I hope there's about? some entertainment. There, well, sure, sure. There might be some um, confirmation. I don't know why they got the entertainment out of confirmation on um, in, who might be using that formula. Yeah, 
Um, apparently they're, they're talking about how like Teddy Sears is talking about how Jay Garrick's going to have to like worry about whether or not he's going to take that serum again mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not he wants to go down that path. But there are pictures of him in costume fighting Geomancer in Vancouver. Oh, wow. So, uh, being the dude who basically can you know, manipulate the earth. Yeah. He, he's always reminded me of, uh, the guy in the last season of heroes. Oh, he just—he reminds me of Proteus from the X Men, but <laughs> that one too. Um, but he's more of a reality warper anyway. But Proteus is Proteus is yeah, he's he's an Omega. Mm-hmm. Geomancer, <laughs> I guess, is more Geomancer is more like Avalanche from the X Men. <laughs> there you go. Now we're. I talking. forgot. A, I forgot about Avalanche for a second, and then let's, I remember that. Pull it back a couple of levels. Yeah. To Avalanche. Dick with a dick-shaped helmet. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few of those a, over in. Well, there's a few of those in any canon. Right. There's just something about being a a, a D level super villain that makes you want to put a, a dick shaped helmet on your head. I know, I know. <sighs> or a surprisingly good uh, superhero from a show that wrote you whole cloth. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Diggle. But yeah, Geomancer has a uh, geokinesis. Which is apparently also called terrakinesis, which just makes me think of Barbara Walters trying to say telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear her do a report on this kind of thing. I really would. I like terrakinesis more. Terra's original form is... is Earth as in the dirt form, and Geo's original form is like Earth as in the 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 global shape. Mm-hmm. Like for me, those are almost different grades of that ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we know is you can move them. Yep, that's what we know. Oh man. Um. So uh, there are also new set pictures of what appears to be Earth Two Barry and and Caitlin as killer frost which i assume is also earth too and barry's wearing like a suit and a sweater vest and a bow tie he looks like the 11th doctor he really does he does i i took one look at that cat and went holy shit matt smith all right <laughs> dock it up like, buddy yeah like i at first glance i was like oh man that would be so awesome like i wasn't even excited about the picture i was just like oh man i wish we could have doctor who on the flash right that'd be good that'd be real good mm-mm-mm there are times. That just seemed creepy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you made that weird. Why did you I make made that it weird. weird? I always make things weird. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Now, uh, and you crushed it with your weird hand. I did. I did. With my weird hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, man, apparently over the Flash, uh, there's a show called The Truth Be Told, and uh, an actor from that show, Tone Bell, has has been cast as this this is what they're saying the uh the new uh boss Iris's new boss at the uh Central City whatever picture whatever thing she works at. I don't remember the name of the place I she don't works. remember either but her new boss her old boss was Central killed Central City paper picture something that's that's what I remember all right so whatever you know her old boss was killed yeah um, I was so, sad about that I like yeah, that guy Always did. Like I think I explained this before, but you know, my 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 mother watched um, soap operas like every day. Okay. She she would record them and then watch them later that day. Like she would you know record them during the day and it, you know back back in the the VCR days and then yeah. pop in the tape every night and um, you know just being a child and hanging out in the same room I 
saw many of them. And he was a guy named Todd, I believe, on... Uh, hmm. I don't fucking remember the name of the show. They all sound the same, and they're all melodramatic. I don't... It, like, One Life to Live, General Hospital, or I'm guessing... Actually, I'm just guessing one of those two. I don't fucking remember. But I'm not looking it up. <laughs> I refuse to. Almost out of principle. But I I really did. I liked that guy. And um, he was like the one guy where I, in the show where I was like, oh, this guy. And I was suddenly interested. And then I saw him on, on, uh, on Flash and thought, Todd, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one guy on Soaps for me that was like that when I was a kid was uh, John DeLancey. Uh, Ooh, Q himself he? from Next... John DeLancey oh, is uh, Q. Q from Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And his he was on Days of Our Lives, and his character his character dated um, um, Arlene Sorkin. Nice. Who, as I would hope DC on screen listeners would know, as the original inspiration and the voice actress who portrayed Harley Quinn mm-hmm. on Batman mm-hmm. the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we owe her much. So, man, sometimes soaps do it right. I mean, they had James Franco. <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with him. I mean, I. His, the Spider-Man movies he was a part of. His choice of what <laughs> script to be involved with aside, seems like a fine human being. Well, James Franco is like a scattershot kind of guy. He just kind of pops in for anything as long as he can do it. Just As long as he doesn't <laughs> already have something already like planned for that second. Yeah, my weekend's free. In. You want me to be in this movie? Sure. Whatevs. Be right over. Well, I, told, you know, I told my girlfriend that I just had to go pee, but... Sure. But you need, you need a cameo? Like, 10 minutes? Cool. You need 10 minutes? Okay. What you need? She's got some uh, makeup in the bathroom here. What, you, what do Actually, you need? Actually, that's a the good. A little uh... That's a good point. I bet we probably could get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't tease me, Dave. Don't tease me with such ideas. Right, right. Um, so yeah, um Tone Bell has been cast as um Iris's new boss and apparently oh. love interest, Scott Evans. Hmm. They're saying that the first thing he does is kind of come in and like throw out a puff piece she's writing about the Flash or something. It's going to be one of those tumultuous meet cutes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, My initial worry is that I get a little bored with the. Um, don't get me wrong. This isn't girl or boy based. I always get a, a little annoyed with this person mistreated me, therefore I'm interested. And then, oh, it's not as bad as it sounded. I know he looks bad, mm-hmm. or I know she looks bad, but. Eh. I hope it. I, I, they finally started doing some really fun stuff with Iris here and there. So I, I, I hope they don't kind of devolve into a. I know he seems like a dick, but look, does that seem possible at least? Yeah, sure. Honestly, really, all, all I had on that, I was just going to hope for it and move on. <laughs> That's fair. End, end of thought and shit. Casting news. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Prognosticate. I, know. I have no I know. human entrails. I'm out of I tea know. leaves. So they they released a synopsis for the uh, the mid season two premiere potential energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says after his intense fight with Zoom, Barry must face Mirror Master. Oh God, I've been looking. Mm, I've been looking forward to Wally. Seeing. Wally reveals a dark secret to Iris. That's what we got, man. They said dark secret. Yep. He's gonna be connected to Zoom somehow. Hmm. I don't know. You know what, what I bet it, it's gonna be? I bet it, he's not gonna I bet he's really not gonna be he's not gonna be Joe's son. Okay, that would be fun. I bet you that. I bet you he's not gonna really be Joe's son. That I bet that awful, awful woman Francine. Had a, Francine had an affair. Um uh, and Come then on, left. Like the day after she left Joe? I mean she, No, they, no they before she left Joe. No, before she left Joe. Okay, that too. 
before she left Joe, she had an affair. Bet you anything that's what it's going to be. God, yeah, you may be right. He tells her that he tracked down his real father. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, the dark secret is that he has speed, but he has to borrow it from people kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because the big thing with Zoom is they, until he has existed, they haven't introduced the idea that you could borrow, steal, lend, or promise fucking speed powers to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the first uh, person with the ability to transfer it that we've actually met. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if I don't know. him and Wally have something in common in that way, that would be A, interesting, and B, a really nice way to end the uh, the season two arc with Zoom. It would be interesting. And a good way for Wally to get his powers and everything. Right? I don't know. God, I mean, in Wally West, and you know, you go back to some of the source material, and Wally West actually, on occasion, has proven to be you know, faster than Barry. Mm. Uh, it seems to even go generationally. Uh, generationally, like um, Impulse of, of, if I remember correctly, is has been faster than either of them on a game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be interesting. Oh man, it would be interesting if he is from Earth Two, mm-hmm. and he's been visited by Zoom, who knows he's from Earth Two, and then he's actually from the future, and that he is their nephew. <laughs> oh, that just getting some weird shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> like not necessarily that he knows that they're my he's first just like, Look, I tracked down my dad. Is, but we like spat we like Patty's pivot. I, yeah, I know. Doesn't that hurt a little bit just to think about? I know, man, but sometimes like this can't he can't always have, you know, a felicity situation. Oh, I know. I, I actually uh I saw one article referred to her as uh we can't lose her, she's a national treasure. <laughs> and I thought this I guy gets far. it. I wouldn't no, go that far. I'll go that far. I, I love Felicity, but I'm willing to throw her under the bus. For the right reason, not for, for the right reason, Dark yeah. getting back at Oliver Queen's campaign. <clears throat> you kidding me? No. I'll tell you this right now. Like, I will make amends for being wrong about it, but Felicity's not dead. No. I mean, if I'm wrong about that, fuck me and I will fucking pay my penance, but she's not dead. Well, I mean, you're not going to pay your penance. <laughs> I don't know who I'd pay it to. Yeah, to whom I, I mean, would pay it, whatever. I mean, to be fair, Matt and Jeff over in the Marvel cast, they're, mm-hmm. they they speculate constantly, and they're almost never right. <laughs> I'm serious. They come up with some crazy thoughts. Like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, but I like their crazy-ass thoughts. They're, they're fun, man. They are fun, but they're always wrong. <laughs> but that's the, the beauty of a crazy-ass thought. <laughs> Oh, I sit and laugh for hours thinking, there's no way this is true. <laughs> Bollocks, no ward I say. Is, Bollocks. No, war, no Grant Ward is not Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. But they're a lot of fun to think about. But yeah, they don't, they don't, there's, <laughs> I swear there, there's nothing, uh, Shit, man, it's like the end of a uh, American Psycho or something, man. There, there's no repercussion for your bad, your your bad call. <laughs> your penance is you do another podcast and make another bad call the next week. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I like to think that if I really like stake, you know, relatively right. anything on it, that I'll come back and say, "Hey, I was wrong. Right. Sorry, really thought that was going to happen. It didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah." If anything, you know, I, I I think, and this is also this is true of of the guys at the MCU cast as well. I'm not I'm not 
uh, being a dick or anything. Like, no, I we think, speculate all the fucking time. Right, I mean, it, right. It, I think their, I think their spe- their speculation and ours is better than what's actually on any of these shows. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I mean, they have one TV show to. Well, I'm sorry, two, two TV shows to deal with over there right now. Now they have several uh, different points, but yeah. Um. Yeah, but the main like Shield and just and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Agent Card. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you get into the Daredevil and Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. I, I don't consider that, that yeah. specifically a TV show. Not that it's not in TV format. None of that. It's just that it drops differently. You don't have to do the week mm-hmm. to week thing. Mm-hmm. You could, but then everyone would be wondering, like they drop 13 episodes at a time. It would take you three months to actually sit back and like peter the episodes out. Like by the time you got to the the finale, everyone would be trying to remember what the fuck happened in the finale. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to drop it with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with something like Shield and uh, Agent Carter. Come on, man, those are good shows. They actually just are pretty damn good shows. Mm-hmm. They've got flaws. Don't get me wrong. If 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 like if me and you were talking about them, there's a lot of things we would fucking rip apart and sure. have a lot of fun with. But actually, I'm not sure there is on Agent Carter. That's a pretty that's a pretty tight show. Agent man. Carter is really tight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty tight the, show. Probably not the sound bite I would like to choose. But oh, it's a really tight show. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean anything bad by that. I just I I, I it's tightly written. It's well written, <laughs> well ex- executed, man. Good. Gracious. I, I phrased it in a way that was open to interpretation that I would right. not appreciate. Right. But film of spirit, people. It's a good show. It's a damn good show. And mm-hmm. uh, God, just damn good example of fucking female power back in the day, man. Yeah. It, it's not like Jessica Jones dropped the ball there. Um, hell, even Daredevil, like Rosario Dawson. It's, it's, that, that's a character with true agency. It, it's they've done a lot of good yeah. for that. And they really have. You know, they, they've they've guess fucking what? held the, the, the torch high. And you know that they are doing with that what we wish Supergirl would do, which but is they, just write good characters. Don't keep going on about them being females. Now, Agent Carter can get away with it because it's set in the like fifties. Yeah, there are whole plot points that are yeah. you know based around that that old problem really. And they still do it less than Supergirl, <laughs> <laughs> or at least less petty than Supergirl. Yes, actually. Um... He wouldn't, uh, like, when Agent Carter, you know, does something that shouldn't be possible with uh, her, uh, you know, contemporary expectations of a woman, uh, she kind of shrugs and walks off screen. I mean, mm-hmm. there are moments in the first season where I can pinpoint these moments for you. It, it, they happen. She just, eh, and, like, has some quippy comment and walks away, but it's never, it's never grandstanding. Yeah. And there are moments of Supergirl that have been a little bit grandstanding. Where I would really appreciate it if they just kind of dug into her as a character and moved on to the the meta concept of it. And honestly, like the I've been less intrigued by the grandstanding, and I've been more forgiving of the grandstanding, but more annoyed by the the moments where it's just clearly whiny. It's not not even grandstanding. It's just like now you're just whining about the problem. <laughs> well, to some extent, there's a moment where whining is absolutely. It, it, truly not whining. It's just stating the problem as it exists. And then there's a moment after that where it's, you know, possibly whining. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We should get back to the show. Do we have more news? <laughs> God's yes, of course we like, do. Can I just apologize right now to anyone who's who's weathered this storm with us? We, we said it's been a minute since we've done the news. And this is clearly where we just screw around and talk about shit we care about. Yeah. I mean, eh. 
So um, they did. They they released a new Hawkman, the new Hawk logo, Hawkman mm-hmm. Hawk Girl logo for uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Looks pretty decent. I I mean, it looks like Hawkman Hawk Girl logo. I don't, right. I don't know. <laughs> um, Joe Dante, the director of uh, the Gremlins, there he's got to direct an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. He's got to direct uh, episode one hundred eight, Night of the Hawk. I don't know. Hmm. Um, that's pretty interesting. I guess I, I'm a little I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid. I guess. Not terribly worried. I have to. I have to imagine he he had to have grown as a director since then. Sure. Um, there's a whole bunch How of rumors about. Well, okay. There's a whole bunch of rumors. Um, one that Legends of Tomorrow will not get a second season because it's so expensive. We talked about that before. But there's also there are also rumors that um they're going to be bringing in Huntress and Deathstroke and John Diggle and Vixen and Katana and Booster Gold, Karate Kid and John Constantine. Into season two of Legends of Tomorrow, Carlos Valdez, the guy that plays Cisco on, uh, he plays Cisco on the Flash. He says he already did an interesting take on his character mm-hmm. in Legends of Tomorrow, which makes me think it's going to be something from the future or another universe. Um, that's pretty cool. Victor Garber, um, who plays Doctor Stein, he posted a picture of himself with Robbie Amell on Instagram and says reunited and it feels so good. Meanwhile, uh, Robbie posted a picture on his Instagram account of the um, contain- Firestorm containment un- unit that says, Hello, old friend. So, <laughs> I guess I guess Robbie's coming back. <laughs> I, I've been living under the presumption that he will come back in some capacity. Oh, sure. And it's going to be weird when he comes back and Caitlin's making out with Jay Garrick. By the way, have you heard this big rumor that like there are all these people speculating that Jay Garrick is going to be Zoom? No. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. Just no. It's not confirmed by any stretch. Um, Two points. But yeah, they're different heights. They have different color eyes. Okay. Well, who who has the colored eyes that Zoom has? Uh, so far, Barry Allen proper, Barry Allen nannies, and Harrison Wells. Okay. Question I th- answered. I think. <laughs> really got to go back and so. look at that one, but I'm pretty I think sure he's got... they were all brown, dark brown eyes. No, I think they were black. I think they, someone they, they, those things have like contacts in them or something. Man, it was still uh, different height. Up. Jay Garrick is obviously a tall man. Mm, he is, but that could just be camera angles messing with us. No, I mean I know I mean, he's tall. Look, you've seen uh, use him as a barometer. You've seen Harry Wells and Jay Garrick on screen, and you've seen Harry Wells and Zoom on screen. Those are different motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Melinda Clark has, has been uh, added to the cast of Gotham as yeah. Grace Van Dahl, a power-hungry woman who plays the perfect hostess and wife while she plots how to cheat and kill to get what she wants. Yeah. If, uh, if you've been paying close attention to all of Gotham's lore, you'll recognize her from being one of those people you don't fucking recognize because they're making shit up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some good news though uh bruno heller was talking about bruce wayne for the uh for the, when the show comes back uh, and he says bruce is going to get to the very heart of the mystery who killed his parents and there are amazing scenes coming up he equally promised that the show would get uh to indian hill but importantly bruce is going to get back to wayne enterprises and start digging into that more yeah but and i'm sorry bruno that's not news we know that you had Lucius Fox come on screen saying, I fixed the hard drive, and then you didn't touch it. To be fair, that, like, you mentioned that line, and I went, oh, yeah. Like, there's so much happened in that last episode, I had forgotten that. I know. I just, I I saw him and thought, 
I don't know. I, maybe this is like a, a thread I had running, but I saw him, and every time I've seen him, though, since that conversation, and, well, except the conversation about a kipper, but every time I've mm-hmm. seen him since early on this season, I've thought, how are you doing with the hard drive? Like, that would have been my first thought if I saw him. How are you doing with the hard drive? Every time. Yeah. Stuck out to me. But yeah, we obviously should be going into, you've said you fixed the hard drive. Okay, so now we've got a, a basement full of... Uh, lots of computer equipment, a hard drive that, uh, Alfred may have some, uh, splaining to do over. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a bulletproof vest that seems to have been pretty well riddled and not necessarily mm-hmm. bulletproof anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, the equipment for several blood transfusions. Like, if all that doesn't say vigilante in the family, I don't know what does. It, it could easily say red herring. That's a lot of red packed in pouches kept at a specific temperature in a refrigerator ready to go into an IV worth of herring. More than we're accustomed to with these shows? Even for that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. Um, I, do, I will say every time I see the cat who plays Lucius, I, every time I see Lucius on the show, I just think <laughs> he blames Obama for everything. <laughs> And then remember, oh, wait, nope, that's him on the newsroom. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, he was a fun little character over there. He was. <laughs> Just always earnestly, earnestly giving, like, pitching stories that Will McAvoy just couldn't get behind. Right. Like, what? What is happening? What is, no, we're not doing that story. That's not even a story. That's a rampant conspiracy theory. Right. I have sources that say otherwise. Yeah, on InfoWars. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them were clicks from Drudge Report? All right, then. Um, gosh. Uh, Michael Bowen uh, from Breaking Bad has been cast as Matches Malone. So it looks like there is a Matches Malone. In, yes, in the and Malone universe. was not a mislead. I'm pretty happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't remember like what they did in the comics with Matches Malone. There was a real Matches Malone, and they actually did an issue. This is like pre fifty two, so you know, or pre new fifty two, I should say. So you know, grain of salt, but I can't remember what that story was. Um, but there was a story of how Bruce started using that. I think he was like a gangster that like died or something, and actually, I want to say he was a gangster that died and actually like sacrificed himself for the for a good cause or something, and and Bruce just started using that like he like hid the fact that the dude died and started using it in his head it was like ah, oh, a spirit animal i will honor you right i don't really remember though i don't remember how exactly that went down i'll have to look that, look into that um laurie petty is also going to be playing a criminal who provides young bruce with some key information in his quest for vengeance hmm. i don't know what the hell that means it says uh, her character is named Jerry, and she is the eccentric hostess of an underground club where Gotham City's undesirables gather to indulge their bloodlust. Well, we don't have enough villains in season two, so yeah, go ahead and put her in there. Right? <laughs> if anything has been lacking from season two, it's it's uh, right. an impetus for a villainy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, some of you also may have seen... Um, like a headline or something that said like, "Oh, uh, Mister Freeze, his his motives revealed." Yeah, that's not true. They didn't reveal anything. <laughs> like it literally said, like Bruno Heller literally says, "Yes, he has an agenda." And then the next line in the article is, "But he did not reveal what it would be." Right. So, um, 
beware clickbait, y'all. <laughs> it's also a good indication when they call him Dr. Freeze instead of Mr. Freeze in the headline. That's, yeah, that's actually a good point. I if something's, point. Uh, like, if, if the name isn't even correct in the headline, you're, it's lies squared. Mm-hmm. Man. Man, can you believe, though, that it's like, man, we're like four months away from Batman v Superman. Let's see, 12, 1, 2, 3, yeah, about about four months. Um, I kind of, I, like, I can in the sense that the uh, the trailers are ramping up. Mm-hmm. But they're still, they're, they're picking their shot with where the trailers show up. Mm-hmm. They haven't gotten to, um, it seems like usually right before a film hits, you know, really hits. In the, the four weeks preceding it or so, there'll be one or two TV spots. You know, there's like a kind of minute and two minute version kind of thing uh, where mm-hmm. you're going to see it every fucking where before it actually hits the screen. It was definitely going to be one of those movies where they throw like another 20 million at it just because who the hell cares? Whatever. It'll come back. Yep. Yeah, you're going to see it. You, there's going to be a ridiculous ramp up uh, like late February, pretty much as soon as Valentine's wears off. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous ramp up. Actually, I say Valentine's. What I really mean is as soon as Deadpool wears off, mm-hmm. it's going to be a ridiculous ramp up to, uh, and now there's Batman vs. Superman. Yep. <laughs> I've asked you about this before, but and and you thought it wasn't crazy, but I, I'm sorry. Like I have so low a set of expectations for a Deadpool film, and it's it mm-hmm. looks that fun anyway. That yeah. I I think the amount of like overall enjoyment that I'll gain out of the film is probably going to be higher mm-hmm. than anything else. It's probably <laughs> going to beat Civil War and BVS because yeah. I don't give a fuck what happens in the Deadpool film. I don't I, I don't yeah. care. It can um, just be fun for fun's sake, and I'll enjoy the I hell out think, of it. I think, like, he, his, oh, man, the way they portrayed him in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine was so bad. How do you put stitches on the Merc with the mouth? How do you do so many Done. things to the, that they did to him? And I, I agree there's plenty of things. That's my leading point. You you shut his but, mouth. Look, like, Deadpool, they're... There, I actually do have certain expectations for Deadpool that I hope they address. Should break the fourth and, wall. Like, well, obviously. Should I think laugh he at will killing people. I know, I know he'll do both of those things. I've seen it in the trailer already. <laughs> um, what I want is I really One, I want him to address how stupid it was the way they portrayed him in X-Men Origins. Yeah. I want that him one to address. Really, that one will gain my heart. It, it, it really will. I want him to address the bad continuity in the Fox X-Men films. And I want him to, to address that he can't use. They, I would love if he just brought, if like Chris Evans from Captain America or something just popped in for a second. Like he's like, let's call Cap. Oh, wait, we can't. And like throw him aside. <laughs> that would be great. I want him to truly, like, I want them to really embrace that fourth wall and just really play with it. Like, otherwise, like, I know that they have some X-Men characters in there, and that's what I really just don't care about. Like, they have a couple of X-Men. They have Colossus is in this thing. Sure. Um, Sounds great. I mean, unless it's Yeah, cable. that's fine. Whatever. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, there's a part of me that doesn't care, and but I'm going to, I am looking really forward. I am very much looking forward to Deadpool. And, you know, I think it's going to be a fun ride, but I don't think it's going to be like anything, you know, universe bending, no nothing crazy it's just gonna be like a really funny movie and maybe the first real comedy superhero film right and i'm fine with that it can't well, be I, I 
I have hope that it will set a, a precedent for what you can do with a uh, what you can do with a comedy in this context. Mm-hmm. You can, you can have a guy you can have a guy make jokes about people shitting themselves mm-hmm. when they come up a gun. I, like, it, come on, man! And he he should be the kind of guy that's gonna have the the fourth wall capacity. And I think something I might be annoyed with if they don't do is that this motherfucker hallucinates all mm-hmm. the time. Can't trust mm-hmm. his own memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be a little disappointed if they don't use that. He talks to, he has like f- three or four different pe- personalities in his own head that he's yeah. talking to. Like and they his, kind of fluctuate. Because every yeah, time his... he has like a truly tr- like traumatic, uh, like a, a true trebi, TBI, he, um, he kind of reformulates his memories mm-hmm. pretty close to where they started, but not necessarily there. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the voices that you've been hearing for years could suddenly vanish. Another one shows up. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, but they all like chimichangas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's very yeah, little like you're you're beholden to. Uh, I would. He I would, is a fun. I'd really appreciate it if they did the uh, the hallucina uh, the hallucination thing would be key to me. I'd I'd really love that. And I wouldn't really wouldn't hate it if they actually brought up the you know the the true angel of death and his love affair. That'd be great. But that would be amazing. Not sure they're gonna do that. By the way, that's in the game, which mm-hmm. was a pretty hilarious waste of twelve hours of my life. I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've played that <laughs> twice, so at this point, it's wow. a day of my life that I I regretted not one single thing. Yeah, I I oh man, I mean, I played a little bit of that game with you at some point, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and really funny. Fuck it. And the first thing that like probably like twenty five bucks at a used store at this point. Go drop that money, shit. Yeah, the first thing I what just really do with thought an Xbox of three sixty. It's basically a paperweight now. <laughs> Can't play Arkham Knight on it. Can't play Fallout four on it. What the fuck are you doing with this machine? Enjoying GTA. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, shit has gotten so real on these video game systems. Have you seen all of the stuff for like the Star the Star Wars Battlefront and GTA five? Um, real life stuff no no i haven't like the the guy he did it for gta 5 and i'm pretty sure he did it for on the pc version but he created like 4k um gosh i can't remember exactly what it was 4k um 4k resolution and i I don't remember the specs on it but he actually made it look like real life like it looked like a film like you were just like walking it looked really close to real life and then he even like up the ante and did like the Star Wars Battlefront. It looks like way better than the actual game looks. Nice. It's a mod, and it looks perfect. It looks <laughs> so good, man. If you know, it, it, I'm I am honestly quite honestly surprised that some gaming company hasn't snapped him up like just from this because his shit has been going viral. I've seen it on like the top ten on like Facebook's trending list for like like last couple weeks. Every time I sign on, it's like, Star Wars Battlefront, real life, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how are you still just a dude? They will. They really will. I mean, uh, last two seasons of Doctor Who were just, that was some dude's YouTube fantasy. I know. I know. Shit matters now. Hell, all of You know, throw it out there. Fuck. What's the worst that could happen? Right. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? I don't know. Probably PC (laughs) on screen news. Completely. We're all out of news. Oh, are we actually out of news? news. Okay, well, we are. No, well, it's been just short of forever. We should probably call it. We should probably call it. It's one of those I've actually had some fun this this episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I usually don't. <laughs>
and it, that's a joke. Like, <laughs> um, the, the length and yeah, uh, I we've actually matched two weeks worth of length. I think at this point. Yeah, we have. So, Let's go for another couple hours. Yeah, we we fell um, into the same trap that uh, we wondered. We wondered. It, mm. Well, you know, we we did go off on a few tangents though, and I think it'll be all right this week. Honestly, do. But uh, I mean, you know, once we start talking, God knows. Yeah, no. Actually, uh, Matt and I were talking the other day, and we actually thought this might be kind of fun mm-hmm. to have a. I don't know. I'm I'm behind on Shield, so I haven't been listening to the MCU cast the last few weeks. Sure. Um, because I I don't want spoilers for because they review the shows, and they, he may have mentioned it, but we were talking about how it might be fun to have a competition to see how many people can, which one of us can get the most Facebook likes. We are currently sitting at like 120 Facebook likes, and I think they're at like 390 something, 398, mm-hmm. 400 or something, or mm-hmm. maybe 298. So like, yeah, if you guys want to like run over to the Facebook page and like help us get up there, maybe we can beat the MCU cast. They're they're like a year ahead of us on likes. So. <laughs> I I would not mind beating the MCU cast on that. Right. It's sheer heart Let's too. Like we, I I know I said it was almost uh, marginal, but you know. Down to rights, if it was a pure like two face, two face fucking flip of the coin, yeah, I, I choose DC. <laughs> if you told me I could only have one set of comics versus the other, I would choose DC. Come on, come on. Well, naturally, it's a better set naturally. of material overall. I think. Well, yeah, and we've already started the podcast, so. <laughs> I wonder if I would have wonder if I would have gotten off my ass and started the MCU cast. Don't know in particular. I think I care about I think I care about these characters so much that I was like, oh god, I've got to I've got to dig in on this. You know, like I I do say that I I'm I teeter between the two, but to be honest, like the most exciting thing about all of this Marvel stuff coming out is like with each success of the Marvel movies, I just kept going, man, they've got to do Justice League. There's no way they're not going to do Justice League now, right? And that was the most exciting part of it for me. It's just like, oh man, just and- come on. Come I really on. do. I love the the relatability of Marvel, but I also come on. It's it's fiction to some extent. You you go big or don't go at all. And yeah, I love the gods and monsters aspect of DC. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Like that's a lot of uh, a, a fair amount of the you know super anything population of Marvel is kind of mutant based. Mm-hmm. Just, just they, mean, they don't even mutation. have that anymore, man. Yeah, they don't even have that anymore. <sighs> It's all gotten weird over there, but it's not like I hadn't gotten weird over DC. So it, it, these are weird times in general. If you're um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely up to date with the monthlies, that it, these are strange times. I, I'm, yeah, as far as the you know the four color counterparts of of all of these cinematic uh, <laughs> like iterations that. are concerned, uh, man, comics are always going to be a little weird. Man, they just are. They they got probably five or six maybe even more batman titles going at any given time and all of them done by different people and they can't keep their continuity straight and (sighs) but at this point like batman's sitting in the goddamn mobius chair and that has to mean something right yeah yeah they i mean (laughs) they took bat god to a level that grant morrison hadn't gotten to yet (laughs) that's pretty damned impressive if you ask me it's that's got to count for something. I don't know. I just i I really have always liked the stories of um. I I've I've liked DC's content a lot more. I've liked their character design so much more on many occasions. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of nuance that Marvel is able to put in because they're so relatable, and you can put in these little character situations that may not make any sense if you go down to the the DC's 
format. You know, if you, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk about Peter Parker and a couple of family troubles, and you know, hell, you can talk about some of the Marvel characters and you know the, their mill choices, and it makes sense. And if I was talking oh, about yeah. Bruce Wayne and it, do you want you know caviar or foie gras, you know, that wouldn't be a discussion that merits any fucking page content. Like that shouldn't be worth a frame. But mm-hmm. no matter what hey, you man, can talk you know, about. I mean, it's just like uh, that um, the interview that that Smith, Kevin Smith, on Fat Man on Batman gave with uh, Joe Casada. Mm-hmm. He was talking about like back in the '90s when he was good, you know, he good got episode, back into. Oh yeah, it was like a three part episode, two to three part episode. Yeah, but he went back and like, and I think it was the first part of, of the of that interview where he kind of went back and said, "Well, look, I you know I got back into comics and." I started looking at DC and their stories were better, but Marvel's art was better. But like the Marvel stories sucked, but the DC stories were well written. We got to do that. We got to, you know, and I, you know, I was there, not there, but I was reading Marvel comics <laughs> like, extensively. Like I was, I was reading the hell out of Marvel comics and DC comics. I, there was a point where I got pretty much almost every damn thing that the two companies published at the same time. Right. So it was a very full box. I mean, yeah. I mean, when Joey became the 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 editor in chief over there at Marvel, like things got real weird for a minute. And I got to be honest, I thought they were kind of doing a better job right before he he took over. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of things got more interesting over there. I don't know. But I agree with his. I agree with his sentiment though that you got to take the good writing and got to have the good art as well. You want the pretty pictures with the good writing. You got to have the relatability on both ends. And you know, one of my biggest things is I would love to take the idea, the basic like construct of of Spider Man the character and put it into a, a Firestorm Matrix. <laughs> right. Um, I think I think you know uh, Ronnie Raymond or Jason Rush or whoever you know that would. I mean, hell, man. I mean. Over in the Firestorm comics, you always had Ronnie Raymond talking to Professor Stein. Stein was just a big floating head, you know, giving him advice. And over on Spider-Man, you know, he'd be zipping around the city, and you just had a giant Uncle Ben head telling him, "Great with great power comes with great responsibility. <laughs> Both cats were scientists. I don't see much of a damn difference anyway. Let's just right. push it a little further to that end. But one more active, I, I one more know. passive conscience. That's that's almost, <laughs> almost really it. But uh, both companies have definitely got their 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 ups and downs. But yeah, guys, just go over there and or go over to our to our DC on screen Facebook page and and give us those likes and share us with people that you that you uh, you think would dig our stuff and uh, and let's beat the MCU cast on that. <laughs> it's a friendly competition. I don't even know if they're even talking about it. No one, Matt, he probably forgot we ever I, had the conversation. Honest to God, I doubt they're talking about it, which means that's pretty much our only hope. Sneak up on them. Yeah, sneak attack, guys. Yeah. Oh shit, Matt listens to our show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't want to go like told us on Matt, Facebook. there was like a Marvel spoiler. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're saying this for you, Matt, in particular. Close, close your ears, man. Earmuffs. This is a major Marvel spoiler <laughs> for like Daredevil season two. Like we learned some shit about the Punisher. Blah blah blah. Just I know you right, don't want to hear right. about it, and then do the whole pitch. Right, right. Yeah, we should. Uh, you know what? I, I think I would. Uh, I would I rather know who have dies the in Civil War. Put your I think I'd rather off. have the download. I'd rather have the download. I'll <laughs> accept the competition for the download. <laughs> you make choices in life. You make choices. Anyway, you can find all of our episodes at dconscreen.com. Uh, we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, God, th- things are going to get weird for just a minute, for a few weeks. Uh, here in the uh, in the wonderful uh, 
<laughs> happy, jolly, spirity holiday season, whatever. The island of misfit ploys that we exist on. Right. We we do live on the island of misfit toys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all Batman toys. <laughs> but I'm serious. I've got a superpower penguin and a superpowers uh, Robin hanging up, a, hanging out above my head right now. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry, superheroes. Superheroes. I've still got a bunch of like 1989 Happy Mill toys that uh, they're sure as hell misfits now because they're missing shit. (laughs) Yeah. Penguin ain't shooting nothing now, buddy. You got to take care of your shit, man. You got to take care of it. I was very young. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were all young at some point. You got to learn that responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, as Spider-Man taught us. Mm -hmm. Batman rarely teaches that lesson. He just sort of walks away when you've disappointed him. And leaves you to understand. No, yeah. Batman's le- major lesson is expect the worst. That way, when something good happens, it'll come as a, as a surprise. Yeah. It'll be a pleasant surprise. He's the under-the-cowl OG Joe West. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Jesse L. Martin playing Batman. It'd be the one time I was actually okay with them not putting the white stuff in their eyes. <laughs> like, no, I gotta see that. I gotta see that weeping Batman. <laughs> no. I want as much of the man under this cowl as possible. Please. Trust me, it'll only benefit the episode. Don't worry. It's just Jesse L. Martin with like <laughs> like a like one of those uh almost a Jordy LaForge eye visor up over his head that has a couple of bad ears on it. Right. Like <laughs> just like why are, why don't you have a full mask? And then he just gets all glassy eyed and you're like, Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Like he doesn't—he doesn't scare criminals so much as he just guilts them into submission. Yeah, we ha- we You've disappointed uh, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> we have a whole bit about that that I'd like to write up into comic form. Almost it just remember you know the, you remember the bit about like if if he was the warden of a prison kind of thing. No, I don't. Oh no, you could get you know years off your sentence if you just agreed to have like a poster of Joe crying at you on your uh, <laughs> on your wall. I do remember that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, good job. Good job. I remembered our old we talk- Yay! Yeah. We we talk too much about how much we love Joe. We really do. Like, I can't remember our bits now. I don't remember what was on the show, what was off the show. Because believe it or not, everyone, we actually talk more than what you hear. <laughs> we we talk like... he Like, Jason will call me, we'll, are you ready to do the show? I'll be like, yeah, and then we'll talk for like an hour and a half, two hours about the about what we're going to talk about a lot of times. And then we won't even get to that stuff. We'll forget about that stuff. Yeah. And then we'll talk for like three hours after the show, and we'll forget about that for the next episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah, on average, for every, say, one hour of, of content we've put out, there's probably another two hours of us talking about something that was related, but never made it even close to, to an actual cast of any kind. And, you know, we, it used to be a little better, but now we, we both have headsets. So now we, we have both hands available. We can function mm-hmm. and discuss Batman at the same time, which is just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No one else in our lives can talk to us. We <laughs> children of the modern world, truly. Yeah, there there are days of the week where we just don't call each other because if we do, it's that's the end of that day. I've started taking <laughs> true advantage of the headphones though, because uh, yeah. you know I use it, at this point I use like the LG tones kind of thing. Um, sure, I just it's it's just a, a phone that rests on my neck almost effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's so, what I got. So say for instance I'm talking to someone. Well, somebody else comes into the room and I I kind of put up the like the classic phone symbol which i guess doubles as cowabunga 
if it does if you apparently. came from back in those days um i thought it, i thought it doubled as hang 10 yes <laughs> i remember that one <laughs> but I'll, I'll put up the classic like phone symbol kind of thing like yeah uh, yeah i'm on the phone but uh, very shortly after i i started doing the complete hands-free i realized wait a second i can lie to people so i can be <laughs> a not doing anything at all or b talking to someone and you can't tell the fucking difference because at this point people will walk into a room with me and i'll finish a sentence by that, mm-hmm. I mean I will make up the end to a fucking sentence that appears to imply that I'm talking to somebody else. I, and That's pretty awful. Yeah, but I just need you to get I, I, I need you to get out of my, you know, earshot kind of space. I need, I need you out of the, the, the place where I can make vocal sounds and you hear them because I'm going to be very quiet suddenly and be suddenly listening to a book or whatever the fuck song I'm listening to at the time. But mm-hmm. these things are... I just think it's a, it's a great... It's great that your fiance doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, probably. I I'll be fair. I I have never and don't intend to ever lie about that particular situation. But coworkers, okay. different conversation entirely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I mean, uh, don't be wrong. That one walks in. I have my my attention set. My coworkers walk in. I already know what you're fucking doing. If I don't, then I'll pay attention. But I, I usually know what you're doing. So interrupting you that's what they're doing right so i'll kind of i'll adjust myself accordingly these things are these things are a blessing that's what i'm saying you you know get get a get a headset learn to lie it'll benefit you get a bunch of audiobooks i love the fuck out of them i really do i i (laughs) i can't advocate learning to lie i i just can't i i (laughs) and also i'm a little worried that you found another method of of engulfing yourself in narrative and pushing out the ones you love. But I'm simply <laughs> obfuscating reality. I'm adjuncting. Right. It's Toto. We are DC on screen. We are a proud member of the Giants has team up network. I've already said that, but we've gone off on another I'm tangent. Sure. So And we are currently listening to Batman audiobooks instead of actually doing the thing I purport to be doing right now. By we I mean me. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't don't speak for me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've got you in one ear, and I've got the bat in the other. Do you really? Sometimes. Every once in a very long while. All right, well. I'm not sure if you disrespect or respect my choice more. <sighs> hmm. That, it actually does explain a lot of our communication problems. <laughs> All right, I don't know when we'll be back. We'll probably, at the very least, we'll be back with another episode, another uh, news episode. Presumably uh, shorter. In a week. In a week's time yeah. but uh yeah presumably shorter um so until that time mm-hmm. keep some dc on your screen that's the sound of a day starting out right i hear it every time my new toro z master 4000 zero turn starts up with big time horsepower giant voodoo track tires turbo force deck and comforts like my ride and usb ports it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.